old are you for the record? God, you know, <laughs> just this year I, 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 I'm still struggling with the idea. Um, I just turned 70, you know. And I, it's interesting that you should ask me this as a starter question because I had a dream last night. Somebody was asking me this question of what it's like to get old. And I said, well, you know, when you turn 50, when you were younger, you, th you were convinced that when you got to 50 that you would feel like 100. But then when you turn 60, you think, oh my God, this is unbelievable. I still feel like I'm 20. And then when you get to 70, you start hitting the wall and you begin to splatter. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I still haven't taken that dream apart. But I think there is a... You, you really get in touch with your mortality as you get older. It's yeah. like, whoa, this is a real precious journey that we're traveling. So... I wonder, wonder what it would look like if, if we could handle it, if we really valued every day like it was our last, you know? Yeah, I think, I think that has a lot to do with who we surround ourselves with, you know? Mm. And um, I'm always envious of families that I see and the way that they interact with their children and how they really awaken in them the preciousness of the moment. Not in a fear way, but just in an excited way, like, who are you, you know? What are you going to do? Mm -hmm. Well, who are you and how would you describe yourself? <laughs> hmm. How would I describe myself? Well, I think I'm kind of part monk and part artist and part, I don't know. After a while, labels get to be rather restrictive because we have a tendency to narrow the idea. We talked a little bit about this <clears throat> already, but um, I think, yeah. Yeah, and I, I guess in the pure spiritual sense, I'm just a field of energy that's taking up this form, and um, I don't really know who I am. <laughs> mm. You know? Mm -hmm. Was there some granular um, kind of subtext to that question that I'm not rocking uh, it's nothing that, that there's a subtext but it's nothing that you missed oh okay the joy of this question and the reason why I still ask it is that people answer it differently mm-hmm actually I think I care a lot less about what you say than how you say it uh-huh <laughs> you know it's just interesting to hear in this first question it's now obvious that you've got some things going on in your brain. Right, right. That's what it says to me. Mm -hmm. And then we, we go a little deeper. Good. Um, I think if you're just listening to the audio, 
people have just made up their mind in a bunch of different ways about you. <laughs> you know? And then w we can we'll ask more questions that will either prove or disprove that for, yeah. for each individual. So right. I think that's what's really fascinating. Uh, good point. <laughs> what matters to you? Hmm. Well, I used to give the answer that love was the only thing that mattered to me, and then I started to realize that I didn't really know what love was. I just had these different ideas about what love was, and that it just, in some sense, was a, a little bit, a little bit too general. But I, what really matters to me more than anything is connection with my fellow brothers and sisters. That that really matters to me a lot. Mm. Yeah. What does it what does it mean to you to experience a disconnection then? Mm. Well <laughs> um yeah, the disconnect, you know, always starts within, and this is this is the difficult part of the journey, is to realize that if I have been reclusive, what is it that I'm, you know, that I am disconnecting from myself, in in one sense. This, without trying to put a Let me try it on another way. Um, disconnect starts within me, but I recognize that my disconnect is actually something that I can heal, and I trust my brothers and sisters enough to want to take the risk to see what might happen if I could hazard that experience of being in a strange place with other people, to see if I can better understand the disconnect. Because I have all these theories, and I think everybody does, that well, we have disconnect because there are different political affiliation, or they go to a different church. We have all these ways that we subdivide ourselves, which I think really feeds the disconnect on a much bigger scale. Mm -hmm. But if we can throw away all of those imaginary boundaries and just sit across from someone, can we discover, can I discover myself in your eyes? Mm. I think that's the key. And so I think the disconnect is just the grand illusion, right? What motivates you? <clears throat> You're asking all these really great questions because um, I've been asking myself that question a lot lately, mm -hmm. and I'm starting to question whether or not I really know the answer to that. Um, I think at different times
times in my life uh, I have used things like money to motivate me because I, I, I drank that capitalist Kool-Aid that said, you know, you're going to be so much better if you have a lot of money. And, um, of course, it's pretty easy to see the fallacy in that one. It's not, it doesn't require any greatness. But So I think the thing that is motivating me, and this is maybe going to sound like too much of a repeating theme, but I think what's motivating me is um, this kind of interaction, this kind of conversation. Mm. Um, I am motivated to have that. And I think if I look at it from within, um, why haven't I been? You know, James Hollis, I was listening to him last night, and he talks about that regardless of who we are as personalities, at the end of our experience, we have this essential fear. And it's there are only two different manifestations if we want to understand what is making us afraid, it's either going to be having to do with overwhelmment or with abandonment. And by asking that question, I ask that to myself in regard to this, and there is the fear of being overwhelmed by the presence of another person or a group of people. And that's what I need to actually put myself into that field to see if I will be able to handle it. Mm. Now, for most people who are super social, to them that seems silly, mm. right? But to me, it's, it's definitely working my edge. <laughs> mm. What What gives you a heavy heart? Uh, what concerns mm. you? Oh God. Yeah, I just there's so many things that one can point to, but um, you know, David White, the poet, has a lovely line where he says, you know, the world's harsh need to change you. Um, that, that brings me a pretty heavy heart because what I see America doing is they have this harsh need to um, seemingly change a lot of the world to their specifications. But it's not just that. I mean, it's there's there's so many things, you know. Um, I I thought once that if I were a woman in the world, I wouldn't want to be because of how harsh we have been towards women, towards blacks. Um, it, there's just so many. I mean, we're just. I think there's a a dark side to humanity, you know, that we we are not very kind to one another. So I think it's unkindness. Mm. What do we mean to each other? 
Hmm. What do we mean to each other? That's a great question. Hmm. Well, I think what you, you know, I can only think of, you know, present examples, but what what you mean to me in this moment is you mean to me uh, to present a field of energy to where I can actually reconsider how I'm seeing the world. Um, and in this moment, it seems like that would be a valuable way to um, to evaluate a moment uh, in terms of meaning. Um, are you someone that is going to bring out my best or my worst? <laughs> and I think that's a, a challenge, right? Because we go out into the world and what if we get triggered? Um, we don't. We don't want the worst of ourselves to come out. But when the ego gets triggered, fuck, we're we're screwed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? I mean this question in a way that's different than the last question, but I'm not asking for a definition of the word. What does community mean to you? Mm. Mm. Yeah, community to me has been something that is an another concept that I've been exploring. And I think it's, for me, it's about wholeness. It's really about practicing the letting go of this idea of being separate. Because that illusion, you know, doesn't hold water anymore like it used to. So community is definitely about me remembering the wholeness that there is no separation between you and I or anybody or anything in this world of form. the unkindness of the world and, and that's definitely like the meat of this question I'm leaning towards asking it in a more active and positive way um, I've been asking about social injustice and the fight against it but I'm, I'm wanting to rework it into a, a, a positive moving towards social justice towards equity. What do you find your role or, or, or what, what 
what might one's role be on a regular basis of working towards social justice, equity, f and, and fairness, and like kindness? Mm, so what would be an active role of, of being kind, right? <clears throat> Well, it, it all comes back to to um, working on myself. Is I mean, I would like to externalize that, you know, that I would be kind if dot dot dot, but it doesn't work like that. So I mean, everybody knows that, but yet we go around operating as if You know, I, I, there are so many examples, but I, I really need to be the guy that I want to meet, you know. And so I had this experience once. I, I do um, five-day meditation retreats here, and I, I went to Costco <clears throat> um, a day or so after I came out of one of these retreats, and I was really studying this whole idea of how really at our essence we're innocent. And so I'm standing at Costco watching all these people come out of Costco and I'm just looking at their faces and I was struck by the innocence that I saw in everybody's face. And I thought, wow, I've never had that experience before. <laughs> I thought, how cool. And, and of course, that didn't last more than a day. But I think if I can see somebody's innocence, even if they're behaving like Hitler, then I have mastered myself. And so I think it, it really is, you know, as they say, you know, the inside job to, to practice kindness. Because um, there are plenty of times that I'm just ornery, and I forget that kindness is an option. Yeah, oh, me too. I, it, I don't, this is just a divergence, but the, I haven't interviewed someone yet who, who's a big proponent for social injustice. <laughs> they haven't been referred to the project yet to talk about why they're so terrible. Um, and I don't often have an encounter with someone who seems that their intention is to go out every day and just make life miserable for someone. <laughs> but there are plenty of examples of that. And I'm I'm wondering if I'm gonna if someone will ever answer that question in a way that says, huh. There, there's bad 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 stuff going on, like it, we're reminded of it every minute of every day. But I keep running into people who feel differently. Can you give me some context? Uh. There's like regionally accepted behaviors, for example. Okay. The South has a stereotype of being still pretty actively racist, right? Right. And a lot of people, it's just kind of commonplace, like it's 
They're, they do things that are that are objectively very racist and harmful, but when you talk to the individual person, they might not quite see it like that. There's murders and there's rapes and there's sex trafficking and there's poaching and there's um, domestic violence. There's there's uh, child abuse. I mean, it's on and on and on and on and on. Like it abounds. Yes. But also, what I'm finding, and it's, again, it's not scientific. Like this is a curated project. <laughs> but there's also so much of the other side. I'm not really asking a question here. It's just that I find it interesting that there's so many people that have goodness as their go-to. As, as what they want, but there's still so much shit going on. Right. What do you What do you make of that? This project is that f about that for me. I look out into the world and see pain and suffering. Right. I get up in the morning and I feel heavy. That's me. Yeah. yeah. I'm not the go lucky guy. Yeah. Yeah. So this project for me is about finding evidence that suggests that the world isn't that way. And I'm doing it, but is am I? Is, is it too curated? I are. So you think that you're skewing the the results? Maybe I'm just finding what I'm looking for. Because <laughs> part of me wonders if you are asking the question in that you want to find someone who is willing to admit that they hate black people or people in wheelchairs or something like that but you know if you if you look at at at, at hatred as this umbrella that includes things like we were talking earlier about these big hijacked diesel blowing you know monster trucks um, that's just as bigoted as you know I hate women or some other thing right it's just that it's fractured itself from cuz i see i see that whatever we find ourselves detesting cuz hatred is a pretty strong word but if we use something a little softer like dislike you know i dislike country western music for example or whatever um but still it's a way that our ego needs to define ourselves in a way that we feel safe like and I'm looking for confirmation from you that yeah I hate that too you know yeah. so it's like a strange way of building a community that reinforces our worldview yeah. right but I think maybe your mission is I don't know it's maybe not fair to even say it but I will <laughs> that you want to go out and actually find light because what you see is a lot of dark. Yeah. yeah. And maybe in the discovery of all the light, you'll start to see how that is actually creating, a, you know, a radiance that's helping to raise those darker boats in the water. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Do you have a sense of purpose? <laughs> God, you're hitting all of the all of the ones. Yeah. 
that's something I'm I'm re-examining again. Just really, it's like you know. The ego is such a master of disguise that at any given point, it's just my makeup that I need to question that. Even in, if I can feel it in my heart that it's true, I still feel responsible to question it. And so that becomes a mechanism that prevents me from actually becoming fully actualized because, well, I don't really know that that's true, right? So I get to continue to hide instead of really actualizing a meaningful and purposeful existence. And yet, you know, we were talking earlier about how many of us drink the Kool-Aid from the culture serves that tells us that, you know, having a career and making lots of money and making babies and having a big house and 40 cars and, you know, whatever, that that's meaning. And a lot of people end up going to the grave thinking that that was a meaningful life. Um, I've met a lot of people uh, that when they get older, they actually say they have no regrets, and I find that so difficult to believe. Mm -hmm. So meaning and purpose, I think, is the first thing that a parent should really instill in their children, is why are you here, dude? You need to figure that out, you know, more than I need to control you. Mm. So... Um, yeah, right now, if I had to say what my purpose is, is I think my purpose is to, is sort of threefold, is to get better at my craft, um, to really connect more deeply and more frequently with my fellow beings, and, uh, and really learn how to be a better human. So that's sort of like a threefold prong thing, you know. Is it, how does it make you feel to have, and correct me if I'm wrong, but to have more questions than answers? <laughs> I, it makes me feel great because if I don't have questions, I think that I'm really asleep. Do you have anything else that you'd like to put out there? Um, yeah, I guess the only thing I'd like to put out there is just that I, I would like humanity to invite each other to dance more. And I mean that as a metaphor. Um, yeah, I would just like to see humanity take the risk 
to not listen to what culture says is acceptable behavior and just to, you know, talk to a stranger in the grocery store. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I'd like to see the the boundaries of of fear dissolve to you know to use an old hippie term you know just to have a love in so to speak you know <laughs> see a love in yeah <laughs> um you can't have known about this because none of the interviews that I've done have been have been published yet but I, I've started to ask people if they would like to ask me anything mm. Um, and I've been answering them uh, later online in mm -hmm. written form, but then I've been wondering if I'm if it's a cop out to get to answer them later. So I'm I'm toying with the idea as we're recording of whether or not I should just let you ask me a question that I have to answer here and now, like you've had to answer these. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just um, if we would have had the. Uh, recorder running earlier, there was so many moments earlier that um, I I find that this whole process of your invitation to have the conversation, first of all, to be so amazing and um, so it, it, it piques some very deep curiosity in me in terms of who you are, you know, what are all the threads in you that have come together to be this photographer, community builder, questioner, I mean, there's this mix, this great texture of who you are, and so I'm trying to find the question right now to ask you, right? Um, yeah, who are you? <laughs> How would you describe yourself? I've been wondering, uh, for this project I've asked that 89 times. Mm. <laughs> and I've been wondering what I would say. Um, it's a very, it's an easy thing to just say something to, but I think it's quite difficult to answer honestly. Um, I'm uh, wounded, hmm. deeply, deeply wounded, and I'm I'm often um, not very proud of myself. I I recognize a lot of. Uh, Behaviors that I often judge um, other people for having or for exhibiting. And I, as I said before, I have a tendency to, to, to feel really heavy. Um, and as a juxtaposition, I'm, I like to have a pretty good time. You know, I, 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 I have a sense of humor, and um, maybe a little bit darker than, than, than some <laughs> others, but uh, I, I enjoy in intimacy, um, 
I value my friendships <laughs> very much. Um, I think I I hold myself accountable um, to a high standard, and then I also expect that from others. So mm. that makes me someone that's um, contentious. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I have a difficult time. And I always have, as far back as I can remember, I have a difficult time fitting into the system. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that might mean a, a lot of different things to a lot of different people, but um, that leads me to a lot of confusion. Mm-hmm. Various times in my life I've been told things about myself um, that have led me to believe that I should be doing something a little more calculable uh, and so then just doubt just so, so much doubt for much of my life I was told uh, that there was a particular way <laughs> and there was a particular God and there was a particular code and, <laughs> and, and there was all these answers and isn't it so lovely that we've given them to you and, <laughs> and when I decided that I didn't agree with that, it just opened up um, a complete, seemingly infinite unknown, where now I have to be very careful with the judgments that I put on people, Mm -hmm. but I still have all these tendencies to do so. Mm -hmm. So I have got... uh, Lots of questions. I would describe myself as uh, someone with a lot of questions. Yes. And this is my current attempt at uh, looking for some answers. Yeah. How's that? You know, you're so you're such a beautiful man. I mean, first of all, that, that there are very so few of us men that would hazard the vulnerability that you did there to actually not go for the ego label, but to actually lead with, well, I'm fucked up. Um, I mean, we all know where everybody's fucked up, you know, but it's just a question of whether you want to use that as a descriptor for yourself. That's a very unflattering way to define yourself, right? And I've been criticized when I have done that in the past, where I just like, geez, man, you want to lead with that? (laughs) Uh, Well, I thought we were trying to be honest, you know. So I really respect you for your candor, and there's a certain brand of authenticity that just, I trust you more. So, yeah, I mean, somebody who doesn't have good questions doesn't have the capacity to be in touch with uh, a deep feeling of of being flawed or whatever it is, you know, then that's somebody that's pretty significantly numbed out. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that in a judgment way, because this is what has been such a gift to me in your presence here is that you're very alive, you're very awake, you're very inquisitive, and that just is 
incredible ground for lots of things. I mean, I feel like we have created this rich soil of connection between us that actually is going to feed a big part of the rest of my day. Awesome. So I'm grateful to you for the work that you're doing. And I want to be able to support it because I really, I really identify with your journey. So please engage with me. Let me know. You know, yeah. that's, I'm being very sincere. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>